Hey, fans, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Shrine. I'm Cookie Rojas, Senior Vice President and General Manager of your New Orleans Baby Cakes. we got a great show for you today, so kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, welcome to Inside the Shrine with your host, Cookie Rojas, along with Cakes announcer Tim Grubbs. Cakes Baseball, the road to the big leagues goes through the Big Easy. So sit back, and we hope you enjoy the show. Respect is more than just a word. In the U.S. Army, respect is earned daily. And now, in addition to earning respect, you may earn up to $40,000 in bonuses if you qualify. To learn more, visit GoArmy.com bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. People who need imaging exams, such as MRI or CT scans, are often told by their doctor to have them done at the hospital. What the doctor may not know is that the hospital often charges extra for radiology services or even the use of the imaging center. That's why people say no thank you to the hospital and instead choose diagnostic imaging services. We often perform quality imaging exams at a much more affordable rate. There's no need to sacrifice quality for cost. Visit www.disnola.com to learn more. It's photo time. Everyone's showing bright, beautiful smiles, except you. You smile with your lips closed. You're too embarrassed to show your teeth because they're not pretty. Dr. Kevin Collins at Kevin J. Collins DDS Family Dentistry understands. Are you tired of hiding from the camera? Imagine having a smile so beautiful you turn every head when you walk in the room. We'll even show you a computer-enhanced preview of how your dream smile can look. Think of the confidence you'll have with a gorgeous smile you can't help but show off. Call Dr. Kevin Collins now at 733-0484 for your free smile assessment. Mention you heard it on the Baby Cakes Radio and the first 10 callers will receive a free dream smile photo. Let Dr. Collins design that special package for your smile. Again, 504-733-0484. Dr. Kevin Collins is conveniently located across the street from the Shrine on Airline. Call now, 733-0484. Hey fans, welcome back to Inside the Shrine. This is Cookie Rojas and I'm joined here in the studio by my dog uh, who's uh, playing with a toy right now and my more important guest, uh, Mr. Tim Grubbs, the voice of the New Orleans Baby Cakes. Tim, how you doing? Doing great. Good to be here. Uh, heading into the All-Star break, kind of get a little chance to break and, uh, you know, get away from these guys for a few days. And, so uh, what will happen? Are you going to just stay here and chill out? We are going to Orange Beach for a couple oh, of days. nice. Alabama. So, uh, nice. Yeah, just a quick drive over there for two days. Good. Just uh I mean, my wife loves the beach. You know me personally. I, I yes. could care less. I'll yes. be under the umbrella. Make sure you get a bucket hat. <laughs> uh, bucket. What is it? Those hats. The bucket. Have. I'll have a yes, bucket hat. Make sure you and, have that uh, and lots of sunblock. And lots right? of sunblock. Yeah. And uh, I'll be under the umbrella. Yeah. Katie and I will be doing that thing. Oof, I'm telling but you. But no, we're looking forward it's so to it. It's hot though at the beach right now. Yeah. Like it's hot right now. It's hot. I just came in from outside and it's hot. I, mean, I can't see myself sitting on the beach right now. Yeah. Though, so, well, that's good. So you get a chance to decompress. We'll go there after the relax. game on Sunday. Okay. Sunday night. All day Monday, Tuesday, and then yeah. get out. And then you, uh, you guys fly And then we fly out. to Nashville yeah. on, okay. Thursday, so on Thursday. So It's not as much time as people think. No, so. it's true. It's a quick turnaround. But we've got um, Isan Diaz, who is our second baseman. He's uh, been crushing the ball as of late. He has, uh, he'll be going to the All-Star game. I'll be going to El Paso. Yeah. So when this comes out, I'll, I'll be in El Paso, hopefully having some avocados somewhere. I'm sure you will. They have yeah. it on every meal. I've seen the temperature, and it's 100-plus every <laughs> single day. It's not the same as so. here, but it's still hot. It's hot. It's like an oven. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not looking forward to it, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all the guys, all the different teams, and seeing people that I know and whatnot. So it should be it's fun. It's a great ballpark. It's, uh, I can't wait you know, to see it, though. I yeah. haven't seen the Vegas new stadium yet. We go there in August, but it is my number one. August in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> 
so it is the best stadium in the league, at least up till now. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, it's got all the amenities. There's the splash pad in the outfield, and uh, it's, it's, it's got a lot of great elements. It's, you know, the one thing I don't think you guys will see, the, my favorite part about going to that ballpark is it's a lot like going to a Cardinals game in St. Louis or something. Really? Everybody wears Chihuahua gear. Ah. And they're all wearing – and it's not the promo stuff either. It's, it's legit It's legit stuff that they store, get store stuff. stuff. And yeah. it's, it's the only market in the league that I feel is that way. Yeah. Well, that the fans really wear the gear to the game. Like they, there's, I follow And their fans it. are that way with you. I've been there, obviously, uh, with Tulane. Um UTEP fans, okay. University of Texas El Paso, same way. They they always wear their orange miners gear to the arena or to the stadium as well. So, so loyal it, fans. It is very loyal. I expect it to be completely sold out. I'll be there for the home run derby, and then I'll be there for, obviously, the game on uh, on the 10th. Um, but you got Isan Diaz and Monte Harrison. They're not going to be – we know Monte um, is injured. Monte's hurt, hurt his wrist. Right, and, uh, right. They were both named at the Futures game in Cleveland. That's right. Which the city is, that, where the river burned. Yes. Just like you said on your, on your... Well, for anybody who knows me, knows that I'm not a huge fan of Cleveland. Although, every time I've been to Cleveland, I've had a blast. I it is to. a great yeah, it is city. a cool town. I won't yeah. ever admit that. I just admitted it publicly, but it is a good town. But growing up as a Steelers fan, you learn to hate, hate the, Browns, the Browns. And that's that. And it's like me in New just, York. I can't yeah, stand New York, Yeah, there's just certain though. cities you uh, grow up. I don't like Philly either, but uh, Cleveland was our arch rival. Division. But every time yeah. I've been there... Um, to Jacobs Field, now Progressive Field. Yeah. It, it's a great stadium. I've been there once. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and, and the yeah. city is just not yeah. what you expect. Yeah. Like, I've, of course, never went there when the Cuyahoga River was on fire. No. And it was a rundown city back in the 60s and 70s. That would have been before I would have gone there. But it has done a renaissance. And I'm sure Major League Baseball will make it look great next I week. I wonder if this is – I wonder, like, when the last time they even hosted a, uh, an all-star game. I'm assuming this stadium has – I'm trying to think. The Jake yeah. opened in, um, in the when 90s? I was in college, so it would have been early 90s. Yeah. Um, I remember I went to the first ever game there, so I'm, I want to say it was 94. I went to an exhibition game between the Pirates and Indians. Oh, wow. So it wasn't the first. It was the run-through game. Mm -hmm. And then their first real game was like a week later against Seattle. So you went there before they played uh, interleague baseball. It yeah, an it was an exhibition, exhibition game. That's cool. Yeah. Um, they did Pirates-Indians to kind of open the ballpark, you know, that. for the rivalry thing and oh. and have their dry run, make sure everything is good, make sure all the toilets flush correctly. Yeah, and well, we know all those different yeah, things. Different stories that you Different that stadiums, work. too. Yeah. You, you think yeah. I'm joking. They Fox all do Borough that. Stadium. Uh, <laughs> when the Patriots played there and they opened it up, the exact same thing happened. They had never tested the toilets, and they had over all kinds of issues yeah. and overflows. It's happened in multiple stadiums. You test each toilet, and you're like, okay, everything works. But when you flush Simul 40 at the same, same time, time. Yeah. they don't necessarily yeah. all do the job. And it, it literally the becomes job. something that you have to do at each stadium because you have to see how the system's going to handle it. Yeah, so. so the game that I went to, at the it was Jacobs Field back then. They didn't sell it out on purpose. Huh. Um, they maxed it out so they could – Maximize concessions, you know, so they knew exactly right. what they were doing. But it was great. Uh, cool. And I've been there a few times since. We, I don't think I've been there since it's Progressive Field. Obviously, the I, I same went thing, there. I went there when name. it was uh, when it was Progressive Field. So yeah, yeah. The the futures game though, that's what Sunday. That's Sunday. So that's, by the time this airs, folks, uh, it's already have, they've already played it. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Sunday night now. Yeah. It used to be Sunday day. 
They used to play it at the same time we play, but I think they moved it to night gotcha. for a better TV audience. Well, it makes it's kind of cool though. I mean, the Marlins got three guys. Yeah, um, we'll have Sixto in yeah, it as well, who exactly. we don't have yet. Right. But when I say yet, I, I, I mean obviously you I don't, don't know. I don't have any inside right, information, but it does sound like he'll be right. here at some point. Right. So, so we got uh, Isan will be there. He'll be playing in that, and then he has to fly immediately to El Paso, play there, and then head out to Nashville. So that's yep. the next time you'll see him. So if you hear that noise in the background, folks, that's the toy my dog is playing with who's never played with that toy that loud before. But anyways. It was uh, funny because yeah. I was in the meeting the other day on the road with the flights and everything like that, dealing all the logistics. And uh, KJ did tell Isan he doesn't have to play the game on Thursday. So, oh, okay. I mean, he'll have to be there. And right. he – could come in to pinch hit you never know. or at some point in the game, but yeah. at least he knows he's not going to be in the starting lineup. Give him a little bit of a break because I feel bad for those guys. Um, That's tough. It's, yeah. a, it's, a rough, it's not a break for him. It's not a break no. at all. No. Um, I uh, represented our club at the All-Star Game in 2010 and flew from here to Lehigh Valley. And I tell you, the last month of the season was just really difficult. The fact that you never got those days – because those were far from days off. Those were no. – those were Busier than your run than your normal days, yeah. Because you have so much There's to so, do, oh, so many obligations that you have to do at the yeah, event. And it's and fun. It's, yeah, it's, it's a great honor, and yeah. uh, you know I would look forward to doing it again. But it is, it, yeah, it is quite a task. So right now the team is uh, forty-eight and forty. We lost a tough one last night. Um, you know, right now we've got a couple of guys that are going at it from our bullpen. Our pitching squad is a little. We're a little thin, right and that's now. what happens this yeah. time of year. You yeah. know what I mean? You're going to lose some guys to the big leagues. And, you know, I think with a couple of Caleb Smith's supposed to come back for the Marlins, he's made a couple of rehab starts at the lower levels. So when he comes back, that'll bounce somebody back to us. Mm-hmm. I think some other guys will get healthier. So back out of the break, we should be in a lot better shape. This is um, – you've been here, what, 13 seasons now, is, um, and you've seen some teams that have gone, you know, had some really good records and whatnot. As of late, we haven't been as good. Um, I don't know – my time here, this is my fourth season. This is the first time we've been over 500 at this point. Right. So uh, tell me in your estimation, how do you see the rest of the season playing out? Just from your perspective in terms of – I know we were, we were talking the other day while we were having dinner about, you know, w- what might happen. And, again, folks, we don't have any inside information, but what we think might happen at the big leagues will impact us here. Yeah, well, you're with the Astros, which is Round Rock. And the Brewers, which is San Antonio, they're the two teams we're chasing. First of all, that's tough when you're chasing two teams. Right. Now, the good news is both teams are making a run towards the World Series at the major league level. So they're going to make trades here in July. And so these players could lose their best players, potentially to us, you know, depending on what where the trades are made. True, so know. you never know. Now, the bad news is... You take a look at our roster and you see, like, for example, our best player right now is probably Isan Diaz. The guy that the Marlins hope to trade here in the next three weeks is Starlin Castro, Mm -hmm. who's their second baseman. Isan's our second baseman. So what happens if Castro gets traded, Isan leaves us. So depending on who we get, we may not get better. Um, I've been here when we've gotten better at the trade deadline. Um, when we were a Nationals affiliate, they made a couple of moves in one year, and we were just too far out. I think I said to you the other day when we were eating dinner, you want to get to August 1st three or four games out. you right. got to be. It, it's difficult to make it. You can make up one game a week. When you're asking to make up more than one game a week, and I know you're like, well, you got six games a week. How can you not make up? When, when you're not playing head-to-head, it's, yeah, it's we tough. do have a four-game series in San Antonio in August, mm-hmm. and we still have eight games to go against Round Rock. So we'll have our chances. Right. Now it's just 
who's left who's left here, on the team who's on our club who's on their clubs you know right. that can make this all work and yeah. you know too bad we're not in the other division this year because right. i think we are just as good as iowa uh, cubs or you know and they're running away with it and we have like an identical record with them yeah and i was looking at it the other day i think they like they had 50 some odd wins in the team yeah they're like, was like two wins ahead of us yeah. um at the moment but right. they're also a couple losses ahead of us just because of the way the game's right. played, but we're right there with them. Yeah. Well, we've been lucky. I mean, we've seen some talent. I mean, we got Brinson down here, Montavisi, notwithstanding with the injury. Uh, Austin Dean made his way back down yep. here. Uh, Peter O'Brien came back, had a huge home run the other night here at the ballpark. And then you've got the young man that you're interviewing uh, for the podcast. Yeah, Eddie yeah. Alvarez. Made a great play last night in foul territory going into the, um, the tarp and making that catch which a lot of people don't realize how important that helps the pitcher. You know, if right. you can get that out in foul territory, if you don't drop it or it falls or it goes, I mean, it, that's one less out. Yeah, I think in this heat, in yeah. this humidity, in these elements, if you could throw one less pitch yeah. every inning, mm-hmm. you know, that can really – you might be able to get another inning out of it. It's big, yeah. You know, when you – like the other night, uh, a pitcher for San Antonio in the game on the fourth, he had a 30-pitch inning. Yep. And on pitch 29, he's mm-hmm. the one that gave up the three-run homer to Pete O'Brien. Right. And if he if, if he was able to, you know, use his resources a little earlier in the in the inning, right. I don't, he doesn't probably give that up. Right. But because you're out there for that long, yeah. 30 pitches is a lot in any inning. Right. But when it's 90 degrees yeah. with humidity heat index at 95, yeah. it makes things even worse. Yeah. So I mean. The team, I mean, like I said, it's nice to have a winning record at this point in the season. It's nice to be in contention. We'll know more come July 31st. Come August 1st, we'll know. Yeah, no, hopefully we can, you know, obviously by the time this gets posted, we'll know what we did in this series against San Antonio. But we can win three out of four here. And I know right now we're split by the time we're doing this interview. Right. That would be huge. Yeah. And then, hey, see what happens out of the break. I mean, the schedule is there. I mean, we have the games to be able to make it happen. Right. But this is our best club we've had since at least 2012. Wow. Um, we had a good team that year, and we that was a team that had a really good shot at the last week of the season, and it just fell it apart. Happened. But yeah. um, Well, thanks, Tim, for you know filling in the fans, letting everybody know. I hope you and your family have a nice break at Orange Beach. And uh, remember, lots of sunscreen. Yep. Okay? No, that's not a problem. We'll enjoy El Paso, yep. some of the best food in the league. I'll take some pictures so, of avocados for yep. you. Yep. No, it's, 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 it's they put it on everything. You order a hamburger, it's on there. Grilled chicken avocado. sandwich, it's hey. on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fans, sit back, relax. Thanks, Tim. And uh, Tim will be back with an interview with our own Olympian, uh, Eddie Alvarez. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the show. This summer, take a jaunt down the road to a southern paradise where the people move to a beat of their own. Experience Jefferson Parish, a family fun getaway with unique attractions, familiar faces, and once-in-a-lifetime memories. In Jefferson Parish, you can come face-to-face with nature, tee up a good time, or savor the spice known around the world. To discover an unforgettable adventure, go to visitjeffersonparish.com. It's where New Orleans plays. Shopping for your new car, truck, van, or SUV shouldn't be a hassle. We make it easy with a big selection and even bigger savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event at Royal Honda. From Civic to Accord, CRV to Pilot, at Royal Honda, we're putting the dream in your driveway. Royal Honda, the dealership that's different. 5600 Veterans Memorial Boulevard in Metairie. Shop hundreds of vehicles online at royalhonda.com. 
Why wait until lunch to get that golden crispy chicken you love from Chick-fil-A when you can get it for breakfast? Put some mini in your morning with Chick-fil-A's Chicken Minis. Mouth-watering golden nuggets nestled in soft pillowy rolls with a light touch of honey butter. Available until 10.30 a.m. What's ice creamy and orangey and brightens your day in a single sip? The new Frosted Sunrise from Chick-fil-A. Hand-spun with Chick-fil-A's famous vanilla ice cream and refreshing Simply Orange Juice. So hurry into Chick-fil-A before the sun sets on this seasonal favorite. Welcome back out to the ballpark. We're joined here with uh, Cakes infielder Eddie Alvarez. And uh, Eddie, your great story. Um, interesting. It's not very often, first off, that uh, we have a guy in a baseball uniform playing for us here in New Orleans that is a former Olympian, especially a former Winter Olympian. Uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy story. It all starts off, uh, first off, uh, you've born and raised in Miami of Cuban descent. That's also a bizarre story that that, oh, yeah. that made it to the uh, Winter Olympics. So without even really asking a question, uh, you know, why don't you tell me, like, I mean, obviously I've read a little bit of research uh, with your roller skating as, as a young age, but how did you even get into uh, speed skating uh, growing up in South Florida? Uh, it was honestly by chance. Um, the the thing back in the 90s uh, in Miami was to go rollerblading in South Beach. Uh, so that's what my parents always did. Uh, they always used to take me every every weekend, uh, just would cruise around beach, uh, South Beach and, you know, uh, get some crowds to kind of watch me skate uh, at a really really young age and these two ladies who just so happened to be in the sport of inline speed skating you know stopped my parents and said hey you should try this sport <laughs> and so uh, that kind of introduced me to the world of inline speed skating which is on wheels and I just kind of followed the footsteps of a former uh, Olympian uh, Jennifer Rodriguez who kind of has the same story started from Miami started on wheels made a transition to the ice went to the Olympics and won a medal in 2002 Salt Lake Olympics and uh, she kind of made that dream uh, you know very possible to reach so I went for it you went for it so all of a sudden you go from being uh, inline skating to all of a sudden going to ice was it an easy transition um, you know I it was it was not it was different but same concepts uh basically same racing style uh you're just on ice yeah uh, well uh, it's probably got to be hard to find ice in yeah south and florida. that's the thing um you don't find ice consistently in south florida so i did a lot of my cross training on inlines and once a week i would go you know 40 minutes south an hour north uh, just to find ice time uh, once a week, and I got I, I started getting to an age where I knew I was starting to get really competitive with it. So I traveled a lot to the Midwest, um, you know, places like Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, Illinois, uh, Lake Placid, New York, yeah. Michigan, you name it. Uh, I was always up there, um, and you know, my parents definitely sacrificed a lot for me to continue to chase that Olympic dream of mine. Meanwhile, this whole time you were playing baseball? Yeah. <laughs> the entire time I was juggling two sports and school. Uh, you know, there was a, a period in my life around middle school, which was you know, 12, 13 years old, uh, where every day I'd go to school. I would play baseball for the school team. I would go practice skating, and then after skating, go practice uh, with my travel ball team. So most baseball. of these guys, the story is you, know, you play high school, 
You either get drafted right out of high school or you go play college. For you uh, as a senior, was there an opportunity to be drafted pro ball or or was uh, University of Miami or Florida State or any of these colleges knocking on your door wanting your skills as a collegiate baseball player? You know, I was always a really late bloomer. Um, Now, again, not the biggest guy out there, uh, but if you would have seen me in high school, you probably would have asked what's that 10-year-old doing out there on the field. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, I had some good schools after me, uh, but none of them were going to allow me to skate uh, except for uh, a school out in Miami, a Division II school, St. Thomas University, um, when Mantrana, Coach Mantrana was out there coaching. He coached my brother when my brother transferred there. Um, I got a full ride there, and he was going to allow me to do both, you know, skate and play ball. So I definitely I took that opportunity, and uh, it just so happened that I needed to drop the scholarship if I wanted to make the Vancouver Olympics. But, you know, yeah. I, I didn't. <laughs> did, but it's okay. It's, it's how the stars aligned. Yeah, no, and then uh, I know you had a, a terrible injury with your, with your knee. Yeah. Um, to talk about that a little bit and, yeah, and how knees. you rec- – yeah, both knees both and how knees. you recovered from that. Uh, it was a def- definitely a tough time, a tough period in my life. Uh, it was right after the 2010 Olympics that I didn't make the squad that I finally came out and said that I just couldn't handle the pain in my knees anymore. Um, you know, there's days I would basically cry myself to sleep. My knees were extremely swollen all the time. I would have to miss training all the time. And I finally got him checked, got an MRI, and I had multiple tearing in both patella tendons. So if I needed to do something, I knew when I found out that I needed to do it immediately. So at the time when I did find out, this was around 2011, where I took a break from skating to play college baseball in Salt Lake, uh, where I was full-time training, Uh, just... I. Talked to the coach, and he said, you know, if you want to make this Olympic dream come true, you have to go take care of that now, and that's exactly what I did. So I dropped baseball again, immediately went and sought help, got my results back on my knees, and in 2012, I made a decision to get a bilateral uh, patella tendon debridement and repair. Um, And, you know, this is 2012, and I'm supposed to go to the Olympics in 2014. Yes. So the recovery was about almost eight months. Um, So I didn't have that much time to train for the Olympics, let alone the Olympic trials that were a month prior. So uh, it was tough, but uh, being bedridden for five weeks um, was kind of eye-opening. It kind of developed me as an athlete because I don't take anything for granted now. Yeah, make you realize how how great it is. Uh, and you, you made the Olympics. I did. Silver yeah. medalist, uh, five thousand meter over Came there. Home and... with some hard, some hardware. Yeah. <laughs> that what what a great story. How much fun was Sochi in the Olympic Village, and uh, you know, and just being involved with uh, you know the opening ceremonies and everything, all the pageantry that we get to see on TV. Oh, the time of my life. Um, you know, when you dedicate your 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 life to something, because I was never that kid in high school that would go out. I was never that kid that was stuck at home playing video games. I was always active. Um, you know, I dedicated my life uh, to my sports and skating and baseball. Uh, but it was a dream come true uh, to be able to wear the red, white, and blue and represent the country uh, at the Olympics and. It was absolutely, the atmosphere was unbelievable. 
Um, everyone was, you know, there for business, but also enjoying the moment because yeah. this is what we work for. You right. know, this is the reason why we sacrifice four, eight, 16, 20 years of our lives sometimes, you yeah. know, because some people go to the Olympics four times. So, uh, it, you didn't want that. So once no. that, once you got yeah. that hardware, you flipped the switch well, and went baseball full time. Well, what I wanted was the ac- accomplishment and the honor of being an Olympian. That's what I wanted. I just got the icing on the cake and came home with some metal, Uh, so with a silver medal. And um, I mean, I could, I wouldn't. If there's things that I would change my life, um, I, I just wouldn't because everything. I'm a true believer that everything happens for a reason. And you know, if you look at my age, I was always the older guy in Mm -hmm. in pro baseball. But uh, in baseball years, I was very young and. If you look at me in person, I would say that I look kind of young. No, you still look young. You don't look 29 or yeah. you don't look – I mean, you definitely – Yeah, so I, – and I like to play with a lot of energy and, um, you know, I just – Well, I you look at the tire tread. You know what I mean? You don't have yeah, as much, exactly. you know, worn off. The... But I got the experience. Right. I got the I, – I, I went through it. You know, I went through what it takes to get to that caliber of a sport at that level, um, which is the – the Olympics for for speed skating is the highest level is the Olympics. You know, in baseball it's major leagues. I've already made it to a highest level, so I've gone through that mentally. So when I was able to transition to baseball, that kind of put me uh, at a at a fast track, right? Um, just because I had that edge, you had the mental bit. edge, yeah. and all that and stuff. And I and I knew what it took to get there. So I just transferred everything into this accelerated process, <laughs> and um, you know, it kind of picked up pretty quickly and just trying to work on my craft every day yeah no and you're middle infielder you can move around you we even see you play left field yeah. a couple of weeks ago oh, uh, they threw you in there with the, because we had some injuries yeah. we we're shorthanded uh this year um the, the career high is eight homers you got six already yeah. in a very short period of time is it uh, is it all coming together i mean i know you, your, your lower body is it just yeah. uh you um, know just connecting a little bit different you know, if there's if there's one thing that I could really say is I've really have found myself and the player that I want to be, um, and I'm not holding back. And uh, I I'm not gonna lie to you. There's been a lot of people in my career that always said hit the ball on the ground yep. and run and this, you know, slap the ball the other way. Just yeah, because you're a I'm guy. a five nine, five, 180 nine. pound right. guy. Uh, you're but, not expecting it for power. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> man, I, I definitely, I always in my heart knew that I wasn't that person. I started seeing that more last year. And I was trying to be too perfect last year. And, you know, my average was decent. You know, it was a little over 250. You know, I had eight home runs, I had a lot of doubles. Um, but this year is just like I kind of brought it all together. And I'm playing to the best of my ability, whether that is – Good or bad, I'm taking every day like it's the last day. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever happens, happens. But I've really found myself as an athlete. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening at the moment. At the moment. Late late uh, spring, late March, you're in Arizona. Yeah. White Sox spring training. Yeah. You get uh, a call or a text or something that says, hey, you're getting traded to the Marlins yeah, organization. I get called into the office and was like, hey, uh, loved having you here. Uh you know, it's just the way how things work. and um, Had to you know, be great you, to be going to your hometown team. Phenom- it was unbelievable news. Uh, 
like I was sad because you know I the White Sox gave me that opportunity as an Olympic skater um, to chase this dream, and I spent five great years with them. Uh, and they, you know, I, I got the news that I was going to get traded and I was like, oh, well, I got to make new friends. I got to <laughs> find a new, uh, get used to new cities, uh, yeah. a new league. Um, just, uh, it's crazy. But then when they finally told me that it was the Miami Marlins, I mean, this is a team that I idolized as a kid. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was extremely thrilled. My family was extremely thrilled. Um, and, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, everything everything works out for you and out. you get to put on the, uh, oh, the yeah. Miami colors at some point. Uh, awesome. One of the things um, my partner and I were talking about when you were coming up to bat one of the times about being in – we always, talked about how your thighs are so big yeah. when you're a skater. <laughs> and one of, one of the things I read uh, this past off season, I'm, I'm a hockey fan that I followed hockey, about how hockey players have problems buying jeans. Oh. You had that same problem. problem. <laughs> Huge problem. You have no idea. I have to get. I'm like a 32 waist, maybe right. 31, 32 waist, but I have to buy jeans that are 34, 36 sometimes. Just so you can have. The... And then alter them around my waist just so that my thighs can fit in the fabric. <laughs> it is a struggle, man. And then I'm 5'9, you know? So if you get a size 34 waist, you usually get a. Uh, 34 length and the right. pants are over my toes so i gotta get that altered too bring them up a little bit tying around the cat around <laughs> issues the that most people in that clubhouse don't know about they i mean they don't get it but yeah it is what it is you know i <laughs> i like to think I, I look good in short shorts so let's just say that <laughs> well, yeah. well, well eddie i mean it's been great having you and we're certainly hoping that this dream Thank and this you. fairy tale continues and that uh you know it, it has a a great ending and that you end up in the major leagues. If it's not this year, next year. But we've certainly have enjoyed uh, having you in our organization and, and look forward to a lot of success. That catch you made against the tarp yesterday, oh, yeah. uh, showing off some good speed. We were, we were like, Thank I you. know why he's Eddie the Jet. <laughs> yeah, my knee is definitely feeling that one from yesterday. Yeah. But, uh, you know, anything I can do to help my team win. I, you know, I'd, if there's one thing I truly enjoy is battling with the, you know, my boys, my brothers. So, uh I've always been that that guy, even though I did an individual sport, um, it it was awesome to win a medal in the team sport. Yeah, I never really thought about that you've gone from an individual sport to a team sport and how different that is. But again, I've always been in team sports, so I I always knew it, but I always enjoyed it. I always enjoyed uh, the rivalries between, you know, 20 guys and 20 guys, or 25, 25. Um, I think it's it's awesome. Um, And whatever I can do to help my team win. Yeah, because a lot of ways it is... I kind of think minor league baseball. It is kind of an individual sport to some degree. To some degree, because everyone you're competing trying, yeah, with the exactly. other players for the potential to go up. Exactly, but I've never been that athlete. Right. Even if this is my the guy that if he's going to beat me, it's not because I tried to hinder his career or anything. Anyone around me, I always try and you know bring up and and lift up their spirits or whether it be mentally or physically you know if i see him down i'll go up to him i'll be like hey man like let's let's get it going let's move on from the past all this like i've always been that guy so uh no matter who that person is you know i'm always rooting for them and their career i think that just makes me feel better as a person and you know it it I, I I just can't see myself ever being the guy to compete against other guys uh, and 
for wish them the worst kind of thing. You no, know? I completely get it, and uh, I, it's understandable. Eddie, appreciate your time here today. Oh, thank you. uh, enjoy your all-star break, and uh, let's have a great second half. Ah, we'll get it going. Yep. Inside the Shrine, Eddie Alvarez. We'll be back much more with Cookie Rojas after this quick break. A new year means new gear. Come check out the latest cake styles at our brand new team store located at the ballpark. Get caked out or get something casual. The Cake Shop has variety of styles and brands, which includes Nike, 47 brand, New Era, and more. The Cake Shop is open 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, and on Saturdays from 10 to 2. Can't make it to the shop? Come check out our online store at cakesbaseball.com to make all your purchasing needs. Come on down to the Silver Slipper. Hi, this is John from the Silver Slipper Casino, and I just want to remind you that we're all big baby cakes fans here at the Slipper. And like you, we get out to support our team as often as we can during the season. And remember, if you come to visit us here at the Slipper before or after the game, be sure to try our all-new Bayou Caddy Oyster Bar, located right there on the casino floor with the best grilled oysters and seafood specialties anywhere on the coast. We're on the beach here in Hancock County. Silver Slipper Casino, we are proud to be your host on the coast. Pass a good time at the Silver Slipper. From elite athletes to weekend warriors, the Tulane Institute for Sports Medicine can get you back in the game. Our experts offer evaluation, treatment, and rehabilitation to all athletes of all ages and all levels of play. And Tulane now offers the region's first dedicated women's sports medicine program focused exclusively on the unique needs of female athletes. Stay healthy, heal faster, and let us help you be the best athlete you can be. Tulane Institute of Sports Medicine. Learn more at TulaneHealthcare.com. Hey, fans, thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you could do us a favor and rate and review us, it'll definitely help us and share the information with your friends as well. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please send them to us. Uh, you can send it to Tim at, uh, at Mr. Tim Grubbs on Twitter, or you can send it to me at the Cookie Rojas on Twitter, or you can send it to at Cakes Baseball on Twitter. Send us your questions, and if you're local, you'll automatically be entered to win uh, 20 tickets to a hospitality suite to one of our remaining games. So we've got a couple of great games coming up for you. We've got uh, a big night coming up on Friday, July 19th, Stranger Things night. I'm a big, huge Stranger Things fan. Uh, haven't seen the newest episode because we've had games, and by the time I get home, I'm tired, but that's a story for another day. But we've got Stranger Things, and we've got one of the actors from season one, Peyton Witch. I did an interview with him on an earlier podcast. Definitely go back and listen to it. Very interesting young man. He's going to be here. He's going to do a meet and greet, sign some autographs, start a ceremonial first pitch. But we have a really cool Stranger Things hat. Uh, baseball cap that we're going to be giving out to the first 1,000 fans. So you're definitely going to want to be here on July 19th. Tickets are selling out, so definitely want to get them as quickly as possible. And then for all those uh, Wizarding fans, I'm uh, not permitted by law to say uh, a very famous movie, uh, but we have Wizarding Night on Friday, July 26th. And uh, oddly enough, we're also going to be giving away a steamboat replica of the Steamboat Natchez uh, for the first 1,000 fans. Wizarding Steamboats, it all goes together, folks. And then the granddaddy of them all is going to be August 9th, where we have Marvel's superhero Hulk bobblehead night for the first 1,000 fans, courtesy of our friends over at Children's Hospital. Be a hero to a kid today. Guys, come out to those games. You're definitely not going to want to miss any of those. July 19th, Stranger Things. July 26th, Wizarding and Steamboat Giveaway. And August 9th, Marvel superhero Hulk Bobblehead. 
Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Again, I want to thank our guests, uh, Tim Grubbs, the voice of the cakes. I also want to thank Eddie Alvarez, our own Olympian, for being on the podcast with us. And, of course, I want to thank all of you for listening. And, again, send us those questions. So this is Cookie Rojas, Senior Vice President, General Manager of the New Orleans Baby Cakes, and I approve this podcast.